When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. I think I said session wrong. Welcome to Jam Session. We're here. How are you? How do you think you said it? I think I said like Jam Session or Session. I don't know. I just, I don't know, but it didn't seem like it worked. Um, how are you, Amanda? I'm, I'm well. I'm glad to see you. Glad to uh, see, you, see you too. The mornings after the Grammys. Biggest congratulations goes to Viola Davis, who is now an EGOT. It's pretty cool. It is. D- despite not being nominated for an Oscar this year. Um, Which is know, ridiculous. She, but. She sh- it is ridiculous, but she showed them. I just want to say, I haven't seen her film. I only think it's ridiculous based on the Andrea Riseborough situation. Not not because I'm like, I, I just can't lie. You know, I just, I just want to be upfront. But after we discussed it last week, I mm-hmm. continued to read about it. And I continue, I, I, I feel that, um, this is just the most transparent, uh, transparent episode of cronyism in the Oscars, but certainly not the first. One hundred percent agree. I would just add um, as a follow up that I have since seen the film to Leslie, which oh, is the performance. Of, um, it it was fine. I would have nominated Viola Davis or Daniel Tedweiler in, instead of Andrea Riseborough personally. By the way, Viola Davis uh, was not nominated for the Woman King which should be coming to streaming soon and was a great time. And I recommend it. I heard it was great. I'll watch that. Yeah, It, was, it was lovely. Just waiting for it all to arrive. I'm Not lovely. I mean, it was exciting. It was sort of like a, it was like a capital a movie, movies. isn't it? Or an action movie? No, it's an action movie. It's, I mean, it's essentially Gladiator, but set in Africa oh, cool. uh, and starring women. So, you know, th- there's more to it than that. And, and I think there's also a great, um, there's a great piece in the New Yorker about some of the historical, 
I mean, certainly liberties, but also elisions that um, are in the, you know, it's it's complicated, but whatever. It was a great time at the movies and she was very good in it. Side note, Oscar, side note, sorry to be delving into big pictures territory, but I also just wanted to ask, have you been reading and will you be discussing the Irish backlash to the Banshees of Inishirin? Because it seems like many Irish people are furious that this movie is getting the acclaim that it is because they feel it is a cheap, cliched representation of Ireland and its people. We absolutely will because I do think that Banshees of Inishirin is in like the top two to three. Mm. And the Academy in particular has always had an affection for Martin McDonough, who is the mm. writer-director of Banshees right. of Inishirin. And also Sean Fennessy um, has some Irish heritage and often likes to speak on behalf of the Irish people, um, whether or not <laughs> they want him to, which also honestly might be part of the issue with Banshees of Inishirin and Martin McDonough. Yeah, he's English. The man is not Irish. Um, so... Sure, we we will be discussing that. I liked that film more than I liked To Leslie. Also, I will say, I I liked it kind of. I liked the acting, but like I also what I wasn't looking for it to be um, like a defining treatise on the Irish. But um, anyway, there's there was an absolute like just searing takedown on the blog of the London Review of Books a couple of days ago. So rec- recommend it. They're they're pissed. There's a lot of great Irish literature out there, so I don't know. <laughs> if, if you're if you're feeling like you, Martin McDonough is not doing doing it right, call him Toybean. Little someone you may have heard of named Sally Rooney. A lot of options. It's also, very true. Paul Murray, my personal favorite. The Mark and the Void is a wonderful Dublin novel. Check it out. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> Let's just, move on. Well, you want to segue to another awards show? Sure. From Irish literature inspired by a one award show that doesn't matter to another, another? awards show that, that doesn't matter, but also still manages to get it wrong and uh, and um, not represent people accurately or well. So the Grammys were last night. That's what you're referring to. That's where yes. Viola Davis got her EGOT. Um, and the big winner, I guess, it's Harry Styles um, for Album of the Year. He also got a lot of attention for wearing a sequined jumpsuit with a jacket that really didn't match, but no one asked me. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Beyonce did not win Album of the Year. Beyonce did win R&B Song of the Year, um, but she was in traffic, so she was not available sure. to accept it. Classic LA problem. Um, and then she won a couple more awards and broke the Grammys record for most all-time Grammys. So, yes, yeah, so she is now the most winning artist in the history of the Grammys. But it was a rerun of, was it Lemonade? Yeah, or when Lemonade it, did not win and um, 25 did, which didn't deserve. Right, and also where they gave Beyonce one of this, like, sub awards. I mean, I, I, it's award is award is an award it's made up, but it's also an award. She won something, but anyway, they gave her something lesser and televised it. And to seemingly forecast that she would once again, not win any of the quote big awards at the Grammys, which are album of the year, song of the year, record of the year. And I think, and Beyonce has just been shut out out of those major awards since I believe single ladies, um, even though she is one of the, probably the artist of her generation and people are frustrated by and that. 
understandably. It's a, a continuation of the Grammys overlooking the most impact, some a lot of the most impactful and also popular music by black artists and um, black women. Yes. And black women. Yes. And so, you know, I'll never forget when Macklemore screenshot his text messages to Krenjic Lamar and we all just rolled yeah. our eyes. At least I did. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crappy. And, um, Harry Styles won Harry's house for album of the year. Um, an album and I haven't listened to. So that's that's I where we are. I think it's really boring. Um, like if you're interested in having fun, I would definitely recommend uh, Renaissance over Harry's house. Um, Lizzo did win record of the year for about damn time. So that's nice. Um, we support Lizzo as we've discussed here previously. And then Bonnie Raitt won uh, just like that for song of the year slash new song of the year, which I just think this whole thing is really an encapsulation of how the Grammys continued to be relevant and why people like Drake don't go. And then even like here in America, people are like, who's going to get the first performer? Like who gets like the pride of place performance spot? And there's like a lot of guesses. And I don't think one of the sort of more discussed in many places guesses was Bad Bunny who it ended up being. But Bad Bunny is the most streamed artist in the world per our parent company, Spotify. Um, if you're looking to have a really broad audience outside of just like the narrow Grammy voters, like it's a it's a no-brainer and a really obvious choice. So it's just a really it's just a really messed up award show. It has been for a really long time. It probably sucks for Beyonce because who doesn't like to win things, especially when you are like greatness personified, but also I have a feeling Beyonce won't lose sleep over it. At least I hope she doesn't. She's going to be fine. She, she keeps going to the Grammys, which I think is, um, she doesn't have to. Uh, and, and many artists who have experienced similar, uh, issues, shall we say, have have been shut out of the Grammys. Just don't go anymore. Don't even submit. Drake being one of them, but there are many others. And like Beyonce still goes, is very gracious. The camera like cuts to her all of the time because everyone else in the world wants to see Beyonce at the Grammys. Like that's why you turn in. Tune in if you do. So, you know, she's just, she's a cut above the rest of us. And it's, it, it's their loss and the Grammy suck. And it's yeah. still, it's disappointing. And as you said, is yet again, just another insight into um, how these institutions do not honor um, black artists, black women, and also just the, um, the foundation on which like all of their industries are, are made. But and also they, they don't recognize true impact. They don't recognize yes. true culture shift. They don't recognize innovation. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm not like a, a Beyonce, I'm not in the beehive, but like, I think that very few artists who are that popular pr- like push themselves and evolve and like strive to do new things so frequently. And it's almost like she's just kind of like what she's doing. There's no, there's no framework for it. And yeah. that's like almost held against her, but she did. She did win some awards, which almost makes this even stupider because it's like, okay, so she won Best Dance Recording for Break My Soul. She won um, Best Dance Electronic Album for Renaissance. Like, you know, she did, like, she was recognized as as an important figure, but, like, not the most important, which is just so dumb. So this is stupid, these Grammys. Um, 
I, I didn't even like really like find much fun in, in any of this. I, I guess like, you know, Harry Styles is fun. I agree. But like, he's just like, does he need Grammys? No, his, he's doing something different too. Like, and also his album is boring. It's super boring. I, I honestly couldn't pick a Harry Styles song out of a lineup. I like, I probably, you probably know the one from the Apple commercial where he, for the AirPods whatever that was like popular like six months ago or something maybe but i would be like that's an apple commercial that's not a harry Styles song so Mm -hmm. so that's where we are (laughs) um there were a few memes coming out of the grammys number one being sad ben affleck is back a different sad ben affleck this is plus one ben affleck hoping for the event to end um i i have as much fun with a ben affleck meme as everyone else i didn't think that Ben Affleck looked sad so much as just like this is this is not something that I'm familiar with, like being at a table. Like I don't really know. Like he he didn't really know how to act, I thought. So he was like looking in a way that we're not used to, but I didn't think it was like sad Ben Affleck. I would agree. I think that Ben Affleck looked the way that any of us would look <laughs> if a camera were shoved three feet in like from our face as we had to watch a concert that was also being uh, televised live. <laughs> you know, like, what are you supposed to do? I, the, the memes of him looking confused are very funny. He does, he has no idea what to do. But it's not like Jennifer Lopez is next to him, like, extremely comfortable with the fact that the camera is in her face and Trevor Noah is, like, doing weird Trevor Noah jokes. And they're, like, reacting to who knows what Grammy shenanigans. I mean... And she's Jennifer Lopez. She has so much experience with this. So I, I, I don't know. I, I get it. It's like, I, it's more was, awkward Ben Affleck than sad Ben Affleck. She was playing the part though. Like she knows to bop along. I thought she looked yeah. beautiful. I loved, I of loved her styling. Did. It's just with a different yeah. style than she's done, been doing recently. And I, you know, it actually, it evoked the famous Versace dress and it yeah. wasn't, wasn't the same obviously, but like, Similar silhouettes for both her hair and her dress. And I, mm-hmm. I thought she looked really fantastic. Um, Amanda, I don't want to be a concern troller, but yeah. I, I, I need to voice some concern for, for Ben and Jen. Um, okay, go ahead. Listen, we've all grown up. They're, <laughs> they're actually married now. And I think that, you know, strong relationships have bumps and, and you work through them and it's all fine. There was a TikTok going around that showed Ben and Jen on the red carpet for Shotgun Wedding. Mm-hmm. In which a movie I have seen and I, enjoyed, my, kind of. My mom watched it. She really liked it. I'm going to watch yeah. it too. I just ha- haven't gotten to it yet. Um, however, at that red carpet, movie aside, there's a, a very quick moment of them on the red carpet together where Ben Affleck, per, per this TikTok, which is reading his lips, and it seems accurate, but I, I don't know I, if it is. I actually am going to contest it, but why don't you say what the TikTok is reporting? The TikTok is reporting that Ben Affleck says to Jennifer Lopez... I didn't drink anything, okay? And he gives her a look as she puts down a drink. And then he says, Jen. And Uh, that's what it says. And listen, I'm not accusing him of drinking. I just want to be very clear. I am not accusing him of drinking. I am concerned that they're having this... If this is... If the the body language and the lip reading is correct, I am concerned that they're having this exchange on the red carpet already. So here's where I am. Okay. Body language is undeniable. They are having a moment of it's disagreement. It's a tense moment. Yeah. It's a, it's a tense moment which I, honestly can happen to any two people. Not even like a married couple. You're in a high pressure situation, two people can have a tense moment, okay? So yeah, they're having ha- a tense moment. It seems like she's 
annoyed with him. And that's why he's like, Jen. Yeah. And she turns her head away from him. Yes. Um, I would just point out that the lip reading is... Um, shoddy? Uh, shoddy, uh, not verified. And also that the difference between Jen... Uh, like, I didn't do anything, okay? And I didn't drink anything, okay? Are Is very, very similar and could easily be applied. And I just am sort of in a place also where... I don't know. Sobriety seems very hard when you're someone in Ben Affleck's situation. And so I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to um, not insert myself into that particular situation until it has, you know, been uh, until he's talking about it because he has talked about it and it's been a struggle for him and he's talked about that struggle and I admire the work. So I don't know. I'm just going with regular marital issue until which, which I think happens until proven otherwise. Now, do people, marriages have issues? Yes. Does it seem like the completely loved up part of their marriage is like slightly over? It does. Is it alarming that it's coming at this point when they've got a whole spring of promo ahead of them because Juliet Ben Affleck's movie about Nike is coming out in April. Jennifer Lopez has announced an album uh, with a song Dear Ben Part 2 on it. Like, this is just the beginning of them having to be in public. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It just seems like, to me, it's a little soon for this because, as we just said, Jennifer Lopez is really good at playing the part. And so, and Ben Affleck's an actor, so he should be good at it, too. And so the fact that sort of the, um, we're great, veneer has faded away and I don't even support them pretending to be great. I only support it as like a defense mechanism to keep paparazzi and people like us at bay. Like I just like want them to not have to like live through the same pressures as last time. Like, cause now they have kids, they have careers, they're adults. Like there's a whole other set of pressures. And so I just hope that like the constant, the constant attention doesn't weigh on them in the same way. So I wish them the best. I'm sorry I brought it up, but I felt I had to. No, I mean, it's going around. <laughs> and I think that that level of scrutiny will continue. Um, and let's be honest, it'll continue from you and me because we're fascinated and invested. Like, I'm addicted. Did I, did I'm I look at every meme? Together of course and I did. And to some extent, they're also like serving us all of this stuff. They are, go- you know, Ben Affleck did not actually have to go to the Grammys last night, but yeah. he did with Jennifer Lopez because they're married. So they they are doing this to an extent. Do I also think it's possible that they just like had a tense moment behind the scenes at the red carpet, which I, I can't imagine that the red carpet premiere for Shotgun Wedding was like a great time for anyone involved. <laughs> no offense. You know, it's just not how I would choose to spend my night. In fact, it's, I chose not to spend my night doing it. Um, but I, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But also TikTok can butt out is what I have to say. Okay, fair enough. More Jennifer Lopez news. Yeah. She put a house on the market. Her house from Bel Air that she lived in pre-Benefer 2.0 is available if you'd like to purchase it for um, around $43 million. <laughs> I got to say, yeah. beautiful home. I really like it. It is. It's it's oh, unique. A little too much stone inside for me, but that's okay. It's it's she has the she has the ceilings for it, but it's it's really nice. Does this raise raise any flags for you in terms so, of just kind of house? real estate? Yeah, real estate shuffling. Nah. 
Okay. I think sh- I, I see this as like we're committing to our new house together. Okay. What about you? Well, I as always, and as I said, when they got married, thrilled for them. Hope her prenup is good. I just I, sometimes it's nice to have a backup, you know. Mm. That's sure. All. That's all. But I'm sure she does. Yeah. In New York, Miami. Yeah. So she probably just doesn't need another one in LA. Okay. Also, like the carrying costs, like the monthly charges of you're a right. forty-three million you're, dollar you're home. You're totally, you're totally right. It's 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 a lot. You know the windows, like in the main picture and Hollywood Reporter, un- kind of unfortunately remind me of Jackson Maine's house in um, um, A Star Is right. Born, which right. then became like a kind of tragic sight. So maybe she feels the same <laughs> way and she wants to move. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that's it. I, be- I bet that's exactly what happened. Is that she saw A Star Is Born and is like, I I need a new chapter. Um, speaking of speaking of dramatic Grammys moments, yes. Anyway, that was a great movie. Oh yeah, really good. <laughs> when the music comes on, when the Lady Gaga songs come on my like Spotify, I'm, I'm delighted. I actually say Shallow hasn't aged that well for me, but that's just because it's like it was such like a meme. But some of the other songs, mm-hmm. like her final song, like, I don't want to love again, and oh, weeping every time, way, so good. <laughs> The other thing is that other people are trying to make Shallow their own, yeah. and it's not. It's the no. power of the movie. The, we never talked about the Emily in Paris thing, but it's it's a real no la, for me. La, <laughs> okay. la, la, la. I mean, yeah, that was a, that was a low point in a wonderful television show. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> I have to say, sorry, Emily, Emily in Paris. Side note: the Lily Collins press tour is like entering its third month. I, there's still Lily Collins stuff going on. I'm like, wow, this show is really popular. Yeah, it is. People like her. And she'll do press, I guess, to promote her various business endeavors. Yes, including being Emily Cooper. Emily Cooper. Um, All right. More real estate news. This week in Architectural Digest, um, the guy from Stranger Things and Lily (laughs) Allen, a.k.a. David Harbour and Lily Allen's Brooklyn Townhouse is in Architectural Digest. And Amanda, what did you think? I have to be honest. I loved it. I have some notes. Okay. Um, as a friend of mine pointed out, it definitely seems like they ran out of money at some point uh, mm-hmm. before they got to the basement. Uh, it's what what's happening there is inexplicable, but also relatable because who among us has not dreamed bigger than their bank account? Everything else is pretty extra, and I really like it. And that's all I have to say. I like the kitchen and the entryway and the staircase a lot. The pink room is too much for me. Okay. Um, and like just in general, I really admire mixing patterns, but I, I like it more for an outfit than for like my living room. So there, um, they have like one room that is just like so many different patterns, but I like some rooms, but not all. But in general, I like it too. Isn't this their second home together that's been an Architectural Digest? I recall discussing their home or maybe their their previous New York home. So uh, thanks so much for bringing that up. I was going to point out, I believe it was David Harbour's solo apartment. It had like so many fucking plants, right? And yeah, and it was, I think we even talked about it at at the time that it definitely seemed like David Harbour was just doing an architect. This was like a classic, be featured in Architectural Digest to flip your home. Right. Yeah. So now I'm wondering whether David Harbour is just like a amateur, like home flipper type situation. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. His his previous one was nice too. It was a loft. Um, 
And I think it had a lot of plans. And I was just like, why does this man have so many plans? But yeah, we we definitely covered this like... Yes, we did. Three and a half years ago, pre-COVID. And it was definitely much more of like a Bachelor vibe, but like not the TV show, but like one who does not have a partner. Um, <laughs> but it it was really nice. And Would anyone wanted- on The Bachelor live in a home like this? Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And yes, Jesse, just or sorry, Jesse, I'm thinking Jesse Palmer. David Harbour's previous kitchen had a lot of greenery and mm-hmm. a lot of plants that like he probably hired someone to to water. But you know, I'm glad to see his styles evolving and I'm glad to see he and his partner can be involved in style together. Uh I will say in David Harbour's old house, he had awesome um le- uh table side or bedside lamps. Those were really cool. <laughs> so going going back to the Browns brownstone the home with lily allen i just absolutely love all of the textiles and patterns i'm really into it my number one note is that we have an open shelving issue here and i just find that really impractical for day-to-day life how are you keeping everything clean i've been told by my google algorithm that that trend is is ending that that's like on the way out which i'm i'm relieved by i've never been into it it's ridiculous it's just hard to keep everything organized and then Everything gets like dust and dirt on it. What are you yeah, doing? I don't know. The, the chandelier though in the in the kitchen is wonderful. I love the skirting on the kitchen island. I like I'm I'm really into this. This is if I had access to a tremendous amount of money and also um the correct uh, textile and upholstering individuals, like this is where I would go. It's nice. I mean, it's nice. It's I know just, it's not for you, and that's yeah. okay. I'm just saying it's a I little like bit for me. But yeah. I would, um, I would rethink the basement. Um, Lily Allen was part of one of my was part of one of my top pop culture moments of 2022. I think you were on leave, so you probably didn't discuss this. But she joined Olivia Rodrigo on stage at like one of the big British music festivals in June of 2022, right after the leak of um, Roe v. Wade came out uh, of the overturning Roe v. Wade Dobbs, right. And they sang um, Lily Allen's iconic song, Fuck You, together. And it was awesome. Oh, that's great. I don't I'll think se- I even knew that happened. I'll send you the link. It was really great. Maybe like Olivia okay. Rodrigo. Even more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and 
Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, Amanda, let's move on. Biggest event that happened in Montecito since the mudslides and the flooding of last month, Ellen and Portia renewed their vows. Uh, Chris Jenner officiated, and there were a lot of celebrities there, which were kind of hard to identify at first, but the information has been trickling out. Amanda, would you like to reveal who was there? Uh, so here is an incomplete accounting, but this is what we've got. I'd like to credit Vulture. Thank you for doing this work of scouring the internet. We've got... Gwyneth Paltrow, Orlando Bloom, Katy Perry, Carol Burnett, Melissa Etheridge, Brandi Carlisle, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, and wait for it, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Absolutely the Montecito hilarious. crowd. I, I, I need a, just like a fourteen-part investigative, no holds barred series about Montecito and all these rich people. And how they hang out and and why they all do it and why they think it's good for their various brands to be affiliated in this way. I like do Harry and Meghan think that being at an event with Ellen and Chris Jenner is like going to work in their favor. I mean, it's such an idiotic thing to do when like one of the biggest insults hurled at them is that they're just like the Kardashians. Right. Um, I have to say most mystifying to me. Yes. Brandy Carlisle. Absolute darling of the internet and culture at large. It's Ellen. Ellen's out, people. And I'm not just saying like Ellen's canceled, but like she's ex- been exposed as being like not a, ni- not a nice boss who, you know, was uh, complicit in a very toxic work environment. So I don't really know what to say to that. Yeah, I guess the people in Montecito don't care. I guess not. Um, one thing that I think is funny is Katy Perry's evolution into like just like general A-list member but like no longer a pop star um, <laughs> like since since the uh, the photos from three plus years ago strolling the islands of Italy when it was her Bradley Cooper Gail King Oprah and one other person who am I forgetting like she's never come back from that for me like that was when Katy Perry became like you know a yachty and that was it but don't you think that that's also Montecito enabled, like yeah, through absolutely. Oprah? Yeah. So it's real. It's like a pay to play thing that's happening in Montecito. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. And like Maria Sharapova bought the real estate and is trying, but she can't really get in yet. Like it's amazing. Everyone is just paying the taxes, and then I, like, does Oprah get a kickback? Like, I, it would be amazing. Someone, I love Oprah. No, if Oprah's getting kickbacks, then she deserves it, okay? Because she's spreading the wealth. But I would really like someone to explain all this, preferably with tax <laughs> and other wealth records. That's where I am. You know who else is rumored to wanting to buy in? Who? Eugenie and Jack's Oh, that's Banks. right. I did see that. I did they're, see that. They're rumored to be... And, and I... That wouldn't surprise me. They were the ones who visit Harry in LA or in California. And uh, I think that they're going to have money problems because I think Prince Andrew will be cut off. And I don't think that she's got a huge career on her own. Fergie at this point might make more money with some of her endorsements, which she was previously ridiculed for, but like shout out to her. Um, 
I could see definitely see that happening. Yeah, it's and smart. Also, it'd be nice for him. That would be nice for Harry, honestly. Yeah. She is in the Harry and Meghan documentary. She's the only member of the family. She doesn't yes. speak, but she's like, you know, it's like footage of them. They went to the Super Bowl together last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really funny that she went to the Super Bowl. I forgot. Yeah. So she has another kid coming. I could see it happening. I, I, I believe that one. Um, yeah. I wonder... I don't think it would take you very long to figure out like where to camp out to just like take in the Montecito scenes. I mean, it's like four blocks. It's very beautiful. It's it's not very big. Yeah, it is really beautiful. It's like also maybe you should get like a job as like a server at Lucky's, which is like the steakhouse there and you'd see a lot. Just an idea. Million dollar idea. Um, Okay. One final thing that we have to, um, we have to discuss. So I don't care for Tom Brady or Giselle. Um, I definitely have always, and in, the, and in the last few months, as we've discussed, it's pretty clear that Giselle is doing a lot of like media moves to kind of keep ahead of the narratives, keep herself front and center. Um, and also like in as positive, positive as a, of a light as possible. Last week you may have seen, there were pictures in like our daily mail story about Tom Brady having a fight on the phone when he was mm-hmm. at his daughter's like horseback riding lessons I or whatever. I did see that. Yes. That's the kind of thing that feels like pretty clearly planted by someone um, pushing Giselle's agenda, if not her, not her herself. But like to know he was there and when and to have pictures, it's just, it takes a lot of inside information. Whatever. That's, you know, I don't support that. Can't feel good about it. However, I'm going to have to revise my stance on Giselle because she is the perpetrator of simply the best social media comments I'll probably see for years, if maybe ever. And when Tom Brady posted his second go-round of On Retiring, which was a ridiculous video in which I noted his um, forehead did not move much uh, <laughs> and also looked very um, long, Giselle responded two, hour, two hours after he posted it and wrote in a comment, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life, prayer hands. She wished him well. You know, she wished him well. She wished him well that she is not a part of of your life. It's absolutely stunning. It is. It is breathtaking. And I was proud. I felt a connection. Um, I there's not a lot to add. She really she she took it. She took wishing someone well to the next level. And I I'm really for it. My. My read on this is um, her social media assistant was on Slack and someone had given their resignation and was announcing they're departing in, in this small company. And someone said to this, this uh, colleague, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life and did a copy and paste because that is the kind of crazy thing you say to a general acquaintance who is going on to a new job, not your ex-husband with whom you have two children who is like probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, it is so fucking funny. It is iconic. I will never forget this. The thing about it is that there is like a feigned intimacy to it that is even a step further than something that you would say to a colleague. Honestly, if a colleague said to me, wishing you only wonderful things on the next journey of your life, I'd be like, relax. We work together. You know, <laughs> like I, we don't need to bring journeys into this. We're not on The Bachelor, but there's something that's like really fake. Um, that is that is just artistic. It's really it's really wonderful. Do you think that she wrote it herself? 
It's also so hostile. I just want to note that. Um, do I think she wrote it herself? No. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Do you think that she was consulted on it? Yeah. Someone was like, are you okay with this message? And she's like, yeah, sure. Okay. What do you think? No, I think that you're probably right. I definitely don't think that she wrote it herself. I don't think that any celebrities write their own social media posts. Especially Giselle, who does every post in both English and Portuguese, Brazilian right. Portuguese. That's true. I, I did wonder whether it was a like the the sentiment was originally in Portuguese and then the translation adds just like a little extra frisson of like fuck you-ness. Yeah. Um, of like of like aloofness and, and ap- antipathy. Antip- right. Antith- antipathy. Yeah, that's the word. Right. Um which just makes it better. That's great. You know, that like makes me also want to learn Portuguese so that, you know, I could have this like facility with like kiss offs going forward. Right. It's, it's and perfect. Like, and like maybe someone texted Giselle in Portuguese being like, what do you want to say? And she responded yeah, 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 in Portuguese. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the assistant put it through Google Translate and like, this is what they got. However, they did it. A plus. I also just love that the prayer hands emoji is used here because you know, creators of emojis. I remember a long time ago, so it's actually a high five. It's not a prayer hand. People just use it as prayer hands because that's what it looks like. Um, okay. And it's just funny to me that to think of them high-fiving. Like, it's just like um, the opposite of intimate for people who have two, two children together and were married for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a time. Absolutely love it. Well, that's all we got for you this week. We'll be back next week in person, I think. Yeah, we got to figure out that scheduling just off off Cal, you and me. But yes, in person. Um, Amanda, until then, I'm wishing you only wonderful things in this new <laughs> chapter of your life. We have to memorize it so we could just say it at the end of every podcast sessions now. I, I am wishing you wonderful things. Only wonderful things. Only wonderful things. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and thank you to our producers, Jade Whaley and Steve Allman. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.